Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Today we have another guest speaker that's going to come and share. You guys, have, if you've been here for a few years, you've heard him once or twice. He's been here a few times and he shared the word with us. And he's a, he's a good friend of Pastor Steve. They go way back. And uh, I'm excited to introduce Pastor Jonathan Hill. He's going to come and share. Can we honor him as he comes to share the word? Hello, Pastor Church. Woo, Passion Church in the house. Praise God, I love Passion Church. Absolutely love it. When I first moved here 17 years ago, and I moved here to be a part of Church Ablaze, which was down the street at that time, right on council. We were meeting over at another church called uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, but Pastor Steve was uh, instrumental in helping out with a lot of things as we replanted our church. Uh, your church has the DNA of reproduction. Your church has a DNA of reaching the lost, amen? Your church has a DNA of doing more in the streets than you do in them seats, amen? I know about your church, praise God. Y'all are all across the city. You're a staple here. You have a, a legacy of, of pastors here. Your pastor Bob, Pastor Steve, a legacy there of faithful men and women of God that are serving Jesus. If you pick this church to be your home family, you pick the right church in the city, Amen. Yes, you did. This is a God-ordained place, a God-ordained house with a God-ordained mission, and I am honored to be able to be one of the voices this month to share with you. My name is Jonathan Hill. Uh, I am the husband of Lisa Hill. Uh, a lot of, I go by a lot of different names. It depends on where I'm at. Sometimes I'm just Lisa's husband. Sometimes I'm Justice's dad. Sometimes I'm Gerard's dad. Sometimes I'm Jude's dad. I'm not done yet. Sometimes I'm Jaden's dad. Sometimes I'm Liberty's dad. Sometimes I'm Layla's dad, okay? And now since time is moving on, I have a great a grandson now, and sometimes I'm Genesis' grandpa. You know, I like that. Yes, yes, yes. God is doing good for me. We've got additions to our family. I have a beautiful daughter. Her name's Faith, daughter in love, and they've gotten married, and I have a grandson now since I've last seen you all. But that's enough about me. I'm here, right here locally, Oklahoma City. I live in Dell City. Our church is over on the northeast side, and we have same similar mission as you all, very similar. That's why I say you guys are in the right place here at Passion Church. I have a passion and love for God. I was saved at a young age. My dad was a pastor also, so I've been ministering for roughly 26, 27 years. And I'm here to tell you that I love Jesus with all of my heart. And I'm in love with the local church. Amen? I'm in love with the local church. For those that are sitting here watching or those that may be watching, if this has been videoed, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. Today I want to turn our attention to a common topic. And it's something that, a word you probably have heard a lot about and it's called mercy. So I just want to talk about mercy this morning and celebrate about mercy. Because this past week was a very, very difficult week for me. It was. Uh, inside, outside of being a pastor, I've been a bivocational pastor most of my life. I'm an engineer also. I'm a structural engineer here in the city. And I had a difficult week at work. Got into a case dealing with some issues, some legal issues, city issues. Everything was pointing their finger at me. Anybody ever been there? 
You are the critical path. We're waiting on you. No, everyone is waiting on you. And then there's that one person who wants to send you an email and a text every hour. Say, we are waiting on who? Me. Okay, I had one of those weeks. Can anybody else relate to that? Then this message might be for you today. You with me? And I felt like I was the one letting everybody down. But at the same time, I couldn't rush what I was doing because what I was doing was very important. So I had to ignore what they were saying and complete what I needed to do. It was pressure. Say pressure. It was stress. Say stress. At that time, though, I was calling on something and it helped me. I was calling on mercy. Amen. I said, God, I need mercy right now. I need your mercy and grace to help me get through what I'm dealing with here at my job. And today, I just want to expound on mercy a little bit more and give you a good understanding of what it is in your own life. Can I do that? Look in Psalms 89 for a moment. That'll just be our verse to just get it kicked off. Um, I I really kind of feel sorry for you guys because I have like, you know, 50 or 60 verses on mercy up here. And and I only got about a two and a half hour. So I I don't know how much I'm going to get through all of this, but I'm going to do my best that God speaks the things that you all need to hear. Can I get amen? Amen. It it says in Psalms 89, verse one through nine, and I'm reading in the New King James Version because it actually uses the word mercy in it. It says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to who? All generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens. It says, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David. Your seed I will establish forever. I'm reading Psalms 89. And build up your throne to what? All generations. Selah. And the heavens will praise your wonders. O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? That's a question. Y'all are supposed to be getting neck snapping attitudes right there. Nobody. Who can compare to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? Mm. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence above all those around him. Oh, Lord God of hosts, who is mighty like you, oh, Lord? Mm, I hear grumbling out there. Who is it? Your faithfulness also, it does what surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea when its waves rise, you still them. You know, I love the poeticness of that and trying to describe the majesticness of our God. Amen. But at the beginning, it says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I hope by the end of this message, you will go out that door singing of his mercies. But there are some operative things in this passage. It says, with my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. Mercy shall be built up Mm, forever. All right. Built up. And y'all need to forgive me because I might geek out a little bit. The engineering side of me, all my little analogies deal with sports and engineering. So I'll just apologize up front. But when I thought about being built up, it it automatically gave me a picture of a dam. Okay? And I was thinking about the Hoover Dam. I've never been there. How many of you all have been at the Hoover Dam? Some of you all have. Anybody seen the Hoover Dam? A few of you? A few of you? No? A couple? All right. I have not been there yet, but I heard it is a majestic, majestic sight. 
Well, the Hoover Dam is a, it, 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 built up at least 500 feet tall, and behind it is a, is a reservoir. They call it a lake, but it's a reservoir, a body of water. And in that body of water, it, it, it's, it's huge, 28.5 million acre feet of water stands behind this dam that was man-made. That's a lot of water. Y'all with me? But this water comes through, and then they force it through these little channels, and these channels turn turbines, and then the turbines make electricity that can empower at least three different cities. Nevada, it's neither Nevada or Nevada. You see, I'm from Iowa, and there was a town called Nevada, and I get Nevada and Nevada mixed up. So y'all forgive me. Which one? Everyone is the state. Arizona and California, powered by this dam. Because of the power and the pressure of this water, it's called the hydraulic head. There's 500 feet of hydraulic pressure that's built up and it's pushed through these channels and it turns those turbines and it gives power, enough power to power a city. That's the picture I see because I see in pictures. When we read the scripture that says that he will, it will be built up, mercy, shall be built up. How? Forever. First note is you need to understand is that mercy is forever. If you're taking mental notes, writing in your notes app or anything, or writing down on a piece of paper, mercy is forever. You want to think about when does it begin and when does it end, you need to understand that it is forever. You see, even as a preacher, as someone as a teacher and studying in God's word, I got frustrated studying mercy. Because there's part of my little engineering and logical brain that just couldn't figure it out. I, I couldn't time and figure out when some people got mercy, when some people didn't get mercy. Are y'all with me? I look at my family and my family lines, and there's some people in my family that deserve to already be dead. You see what I'm saying? Strung out on drugs, strung out on alcohol, y'all with me. Calls in the middle of the night because they're in the hospital again because they're almost coded. Are y'all with me? Yeah, you hate to get those phone calls at the night. I just knew that time would be up for them living their sinful life as a young boy. But you need to understand that the same person that was strung out now is still serving Jesus. So you got to ask your question. How long does mercy last? When does it start? When does it end? It's not nothing that I can humanly comprehend. And that's what I had to accept. Praise God. You see, intellectually, it's hard for me to figure it out. How long is too long? How much is too much? Are y'all with me? There's an old song by Hezekiah Walker says, Calling My Name. And I remember that song because when I was in college, Mr. Church Boy saved at a young age, gave his life to Jesus. Y'all with me? Praise God. I was a virgin when I got married, but I had a polluted mind. Do y'all understand me? I finally found something that... So sin finally found something that sucked his little talons into me. It's called the lust of the flesh. Praise God. And it raged in my mind because of introductions to things at a young age that I found in one of my relatives' house. Are y'all with me? Virgin physically, but polluted morally, impure, impure in my mind and in my thoughts. Amen? Praise God. And you match that with nice, pretty young ladies, and that's a problem, isn't it? Amen. I found myself on my knees, Mr. Church Boy, pastor of the church. My dad's the pastor struggling with something called sin for the first time in lust. Y'all with me? And I ran into this song by Hezekiah Walker said, how many times will I go against your will? 
Praise God. How many times in this Christian race will I continue to go against what you say to do and then you'll forgive me? I found myself asking, Lord, how many times are you going to forgive me for this? This message isn't for those that are already together. If you're together, you can give your offering and leave out the door right now. This message is for people that have gone through something and understand that they have been in sin and ensnared and entrapped by the enemy. And something came through called mercy that saved them. Amen. Called on his mercy. Hallelujah. And in those college days of mine, mercy came through and helped me through accountability with my brothers in Christ, praise God, through having a young, a wonderful lady that I'm now married to setting up boundaries. God restored and get it, set us on a, a whole new path. And you can tell now we have six children and a grandchild. You see, God rewrites your story. A nice young lady afterwards came up to me and said, there was an old hymn said, mercy rewrote my story and mercy will rewrite your life. You understand me? You, you don't understand me yet. You won't understand me till you stand at the bottom of that dam. And if for some reason they release one of the channels, and I want you to feel the pressure of that water hitting you. Amen? That's what mercy's like, praise God. It will overwhelm you. It will overwhelm you with his love, with his compassion, and with his forgiveness. And it doesn't matter what you did, praise God. You'll be forgiven for it. Can I get Amen. When I read this scripture, it talks about mercy is built up forever. It says your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens. You see, I'm not talking to you about a man-made product. Praise God. I'm talking to you about a product that was established in heaven. I'm talking to you about a product that has been done for you. The scriptures are very clear that mercy cannot be done by my works of righteousness. And Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. I said Titus 3 5, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I just love that. The Y'all you know, hear all those re's? You know, you, you, when you've done something wrong, you need a re. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're married in here, you know what I mean. Me and my wife, and we, we, I use the magic word. I'm like, honey, I'm, I'm just going to give you a redo. When she gives that to me, I'm like, oh, that's great. Because I show messed up. <laughs> Fellas, you know what I'm saying? You said something in the wrong tone. It might have been the right thing, but it was the wrong what? Tone, y'all with me? You still was wrong, right? Honey, please, please, let me restate that. Give me a what? A redo. Mercy gives you redo. It does what? Regeneration. It generates again, praise God. It takes dead life and makes it alive. Can I get an amen? Renewing, it means it takes something and makes it new again, praise God. Although you were born from your mother's womb, you give your life to Jesus, you are renewed and become a what? New person. Say regeneration. Say renewing. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's all in this reservoir of love that's behind this dam, praise God. It's a lot of power. And the question is, is have you received it? Praise God. Because it's a free gift. Mercy is a free gift. I told you it was done for you. That means that in God's foreknowledge, he took care of some things for you. I'm going to read Romans chapter 3 for you real quick. 
just a, a portion that's pretty popular that you all have read before. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Anybody ever heard that verse? Amen. The question is, is do you believe it? See, see, church boy had to convince himself. Oh, I'm just, I was born on the second row. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? My dad, was assistant pastor and he got his own church. He was a pastor. You with me? I mean, I, mean, I was, I was born in the church. I don't know if I was born in sin. I, was, I don't know. I wasn't born in sin. Yeah, I was, I was born in sin. You with me? Y'all need to understand that. I told a story in the first service, Stella quickly here. My parents had a daycare, and there was a few kids. They just screamed and yelled. I'm like, oh, I wish they would quit it. This is an eight-year-old's mind. So I made it my job to make their life miserable while they were at the daycare at my parents' house. That'll tell some of y'all about daycare. I hope they don't scare too many of y'all. <laughs> She's putting her head down like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, I did. I mean, one of them would climb the stairs. I'd bring her back down to the stairs and let her climb it again. I'd bring her back down, let her climb it again. Why is she crying? And I'd say, I don't know. Evil! I was born in sin. Whether you acknowledge it or not, you was born in sin, amen? amen? Me and my brothers used to have water fights all around the house, just throwing cups of water at each other. Uh, I'm older now. I can talk about these things at the dinner table. They can't do nothing to me. Is that it? What's that called? I'm immune right now. I have immunity. They can't touch me right now. I'm talking big old 16-ounce cups of just throwing it all over each other. In the house, carpet saturated wet, and I thought a vacuum cleaner could take care of everything. One day, my mom came home and said, why is the carpet all puckered up and things like that? I was like, I don't know. Liar! You with me? Full of sin from a young age. I needed Jesus. We've all fall short. Of his glory. Can I get an amen? amen? And are justified by his grace as a gift. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I'm reading Romans 3.23. On to 24. Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. To be received by faith. Some things are Christian words. Say Christian words. It's our language. Y'all with me? Just like you go talk to another church and be like. Hey have you prayed for your movers yet? They're going to be like, what in the world? Uh, I'm not moving. I'm going to stay right here in the city. Movers is a passion word. Y'all with me? I'm a passion guy, so I understand what you mean when you say you're praying for your movers. Propitiation is our word. Y'all with me? Don't be ashamed of it. You just need to understand what it means. It's our words. It means there's been a substitute paid for my nasty, dirty self. You with me? A substitute. So I have my propitiation to you. So I want you to go out to somebody this week and ask them, do you have your propitiation for your sin? Amen? I have mine. His name is who? I can't hear you, Pastor. His name is who? He is your propitiation for your sin. It says God put forward on a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show, say show, God's righteousness. Because in his divine forbearance, he has passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that we might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. You might say, what am, I, what am I saying here, Pastor Jonathan? Divine forbearance. Divine meaning godly. Forbearance meaning to withhold back. Are y'all with me? If you've ever had a school loan, mm, and then you're done, and that loan is due, 
Now, I just had five or 6,000. My wife had a few thousand. It equaled a lot of money when we got done with school. But it was nice that I had a forbearance letter that said I did not have to pay it back for this amount of period of time. Forbearance means you can hold back for paying something that you do owe. Amen? It says in God's divine forbearance, he passed over former sins. What former sins is he talking about in this scripture? Adam, Eve, Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the Old Testament. Divine forbearance. You say they didn't know Jesus, or they didn't have to know Jesus. They had God's law at that time, and they were under a period of forbearance. Are y'all with me? But then Jesus came, and he took care of sins, past, present, and future, amen, paid all the penalties. How many of y'all had college debt? Shout the numbers out, 10,000. Anybody 10,000? Come on, 20,000, come on. What? 75,000. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Any more, any more, any more, any more? It's college debt. Yes. I met somebody that had $265,000 in college. No, I met somebody that had 460 because he went to get his master's in medical. Y'all with me? To hear somebody come up to you and say, your debt is forgiven. I'm trying to tell, look at that lady right there. She smiled high. Somebody said, praise the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place right now in Jesus' name. Are y'all with me? To be forgiven of that, that's forbearance. That's divine forbearance. means God has initiated it, and he said, you want to know something? All those sins have been paid for on the cross of Jesus Christ of the past. All of the people you read about in the Old Testament that wasn't doing right, the Hittites, the Amorites, the, uh, and all the rest of them, they're, they're passed up. And now I'm going to forgive everything going forward for those that will believe in me. Amen? For those that what? Will believe in me. So mercy is for those that have forsaken, listen to this, Proverbs 28, 13. He's covered his sin. He says, he that covers his sins shall not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. So mercy is for those that admit they have a need, and we need to admit that we have a need. You need to know that you are a sinner. You need to know the things that you do are gross to a holy God. You need to understand that you are alienated from God's life, right? But he has a solution for that in the person and work of Jesus Christ, and that's where you put your hands together. You know... I want to share with you just a couple other things about his mercy. A very vivid picture of his mercy, I thought, and this is just me in the sports thing, is like what happens in basketball, okay? Like if I get, for example, up here, my, my, my son Jude Hill, all-star NBA prospect Jude Hill coming on. Y'all didn't know he was here today, did you? I'm just kidding. Y'all are like, who is he again? No, that, in our house, yeah, yeah. Andrew, come on up here. You all know Andrew's athlete all over the Just don't hurt me, man, okay? All right. So I'm sitting here. I got the ball right here. Andrew, you, you can play defense a little bit. Okay, I come on on here, and I'm, I'm like this. I can switch left on you. I'm going to take you right. You got to at least act like you're going to go for it, and then I'm going to go left. But I'm going to call for that pick right here, right? Coach going to tell him, cover his family jewels, set a firm pick. Y'all with me? Hallelujah. Whatever your coach told you, scratch that from the script. If you don't know what I'm talking about, ask me later. But set a pick without doing it, and you're going to find out. Anyway, 
I took him right, boom, I'm going left, boom. So I got here, and all of a sudden, he has stayed the defense from being able to get from me. Amen? And now I am opened up to brand new opportunities. Actually, everything begins to open up. Y'all watched the NBA Finals. Some of y'all did. You know, I'm not a Denver fan. I, Denver, I'm like, who's, where's Denver? I mean, anyway, no, from a basketball perspective. Y'all with me? From a basketball perspective. No, this is just for basketball people. But that, what's his name? Jokic and they were running old-fashioned plays and just playing, baby, pick and rolling. The world opens up. Opportunity. You see what I'm saying? So I come here, boom, fake them right, go left. Mercy sets the pick and opens me up to grace. Y'all with me? You see, sitting right here all of a sudden, this is everything. I'm on you like glue. I was born with you. You were addicted to lust. Yeah, you found that magazine. You're addicted to porn. Praise. Yeah, you were given alcohol the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just part of me. I have a nasty attitude. I flip off my mouth. I curse and everything like that. But mercy comes and sets a pick. Boom. Bah. It gives you that freedom to be able to see for the first time. Are y'all understanding me? That mercy is huge. 28.5 million acre feet of love is waiting on you. Amen. Power is waiting on you. Praise God. To rescue you from the penalty from things you probably deserve. Are y'all with me? See, there's sometimes I could, oh, you're a thief. You're a thief. You probably stole. Set that pick. Boom. I might have to do a little time, but I'm still free. Hallelujah. There's a difference between freedom with shackles your hands and freedom that shackles your mind. Are y'all with me? I stole in the past, but I'm not a thief, praise God. I stole, but now I am a liberator. Amen? Because I met mercy, and mercy held back the penalty of sin, y'all with me. And now I am forgiven, and I can receive the grace that God has for me. Amen? So mercy says to pick. Say, mercy says to pick. And then grace sets me free. Amen, amen, amen. Let's have a seat here. I know any of these two right here probably take me on the court. So I have to be careful and nice to these guys. That's what mercy does. I want to read to you a couple of scriptures about mercy. It says in Psalms 24, verses 4 through 7, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. Listen, I'm reading to you, King James, because I took these notes a long time ago, and that's what I study in. So bear with all of the THs and everything, but hear it. It says, remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions, according to what? Thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. So when you give your life to Jesus, I, I, I should have got for Father's Day, they gave me some Oakleys. I, I guess those are famous glasses. I'm not a, I'm not a name brand person, so I don't know. I, I buy cheap sunglasses because I know I'm going to lose them or, or something like that. They said, here, Daddy, came in this big, huge case with a zipper. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm in trouble. Lord, how am I going to be able to hold on to these? But anyway, I put them things on. I felt cool. Y'all with me? Yeah. And then my kids, that we, you, you, dad's in here. You know when your kids kind of look at you and, and they give you that little cool nod like that? That's cool. 
You know, my son said, Dad, you looking kind of drippy. I said, drippy? I said, like, you can't tell a 51-year-old man nothing about drippiness, man. I'm like, all the men in here, let, let me leave that alone, man. I, the first time one of them come up to me, I'm like, I'm drippy. I'm like, what? Let me move on to the next point real quick, please. The, the lingo changes. Y'all with me? I try to stay up, but some of the words they're using are different now, you know? Oh, anyway, let me go on. That's a side tangent, and I only got an hour left. But anyway, listen. I, I, I'm here to celebrate with you. I want you to leave out here singing and skipping around. And I've received God's mercy because, listen, he puts on these glasses and sees you through the eyes of mercy. And he says, I don't remember the sins of your youth. I don't remember your transgressions. Transgressions are things that means you've crossed some type of boundary. I don't even remember those. I see you according to my mercy. Hey, that's good news, y'all. Put your hands together. Yeah, that's great news. Let me give you some more. Mercy is tender. Psalms 103. I, I can't read the whole thing, but the beginning of it, some of y'all know. Uh, as Psalm of David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, what? Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of my iniquities. Listen, heals all my diseases. He redeems the life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Amen? Say tender mercies. It, it, it's good to be tender sometime and not be so harsh. Can I get Amen. Parents in the house, it's good sometimes. You, you, you might be right. Your, your children might be doing wrong, but it's, there's, you don't have to always yell at them. It's good sometimes to be tender about your discipline and consequences. Amen? People that work at companies, you're the supervisor, you're the boss. You, they, they know they were late when they were walking in. You know, It, it might be good to just, just wink at it one time. All right, just say hello, hello, hello as they go in. You're late again. I mean, you don't, you can leave that back again. You can leave that, you can refrain from that maybe one time. Say tender. It says in verse 5, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord executes righteous judgment for all that are oppressed. Listen, here's the good part. He has made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger. Somebody here is enjoying this. Plenteous in mercy. He will not always try. He doesn't always discipline. I'm reading Psalms 103. I'm in verse 9 right now. Neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins. Somebody say hallelujah. He has not dealt with me after my sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. Amen? God's mercy is tender, praise God. God's mercy it does not hold back. It's slow to anger. It's plentiful, praise God. And you read in Psalms 105 that the Lord's mercy is everlasting and his truth endures from generation to generation. Amen? God's mercy is good, a summary of it. It's not quick to get angry. It removes your sin. It doesn't remember your sin. It's obtained by those who fear the Lord. It shows fatherly compassion. See, some of us have never had an earthly, tender, loving father. Fortunately, I was raised with one. Amen? Yeah, 
I got my behind whipped, whatever you want to call it, spanked, tapped, corrected. What's the new things they're coming up with? Yeah, that happened to me. You with me? But my father was like, son, come on over. Put your hand on the chair. Come on, son, stick your rear in out. Never yelled a lick. That was my dad, so he showed me what tenderness was. But this is what ended up becoming tender. Are y'all with me? I didn't say it didn't hurt. Y'all with me? Yeah, it still hurt, but he did it in a loving manner. Y'all with me? I didn't go running to my mama for the hug. It was the one that disciplined me that got the hug. Parental tip for some of y'all right there, especially if you have young children. Their children will play you in a minute. One disciplines the other. They run to the, no, no, no. The one that disciplined does the loving. Y'all with me? So you can understand that during the pain it was loving and during the comfort it's loving. Amen? And that's the way the Heavenly Father does for us. Amen? So you may not have that earthly experience when it comes to physical discipline, and I understand that. And, and you don't have to always have physical discipline to get a child to turn out right. I understand that too. Okay? But it's beneficial if it's possible. But this guy up here needs discipline. And I've been disciplined by a heavenly father who is loving. Y'all with me? I'm trying to say I've done stuff over and over and over. I'm like, God, are you going to forgive me again? But I never felt an anger. I never felt this ragingness when I go to my quiet time and read the Bible. I never said, shut your Bible. You know you've been messing up. I've never heard God speak that to me in my spirit. Amen. When I go to play my songs in, the, in this car, turn off the worship song. You ain't going to sing about how you love me. You know how you've been acting. I've never heard God acting like that towards me. Because he comes from a reservoir of love and mercy and tenderness and kindness, praise God. And his goodness leads me to repentance to where this grown 51-year-old black man sitting in his car crying because I know I don't deserve what I've received in Jesus' name. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to sit here with a microphone to talk to you all, y'all with me. Be because mercy set a pick for this scared guy in Jesus' name and told him, you're going to preach. I said, no, I ain't. Uh, but I, I, God said, yes, you are, praise God. He said, I pick, and I left behind my insecurities, praise God. I left behind my fears in Jesus' name. And I said, you know what? There's a whole nother world open. And then the Holy Ghost came and gave me boldness, praise God, to proclaim his word. That's about the way it happens about every time. And you can tell your own story. How has mercy set a pick in your life? Sing of those mercies this week. Go back and rehearse your life for a moment and thank the Lord. But Jonathan, there's pain there. You need to understand, to fall in the hands of a judging, merciful God is better than to fall in the hands of man. David one time numbered the people in Israel, and he shouldn't have, but he did anyway. As a result, God wanted to curse. God had to put a curse upon the land. He gave him a choice to fall in the hands of man or to fall in the hands of God. David chose God. I want you to always choose God. Your sin was despicable in God's eyes, abhorrible in his nostrils. But you need to understand something. He's made a remedy for that sin. You don't have to stay bound by whatever it is anymore. Praise God, if your first marriage you were an adulterer, you can walk in your second marriage and have a holy marriage. Can I get an amen? 
Y'all don't think I know what I'm talking about, but I'm the product of a third marriage, amen? My dad didn't get it right the first time, didn't get it right the second time, but after Jesus, he got right the third time, married Lorraine Hill, praise God. And they got in the church, and a loving church family just like this that taught them how to be faithful, taught them how to get out the streets, taught them how to quit smoking, taught them how to quit drinking, and then this damn set up, praise God, and it changed the Hill family forever, amen? Yes, I do know. I know mercy set picks in my family line. So now that I can walk in grace, there's things that I don't have to worry about anymore. There are temptations that don't come over, overcome me that my dad had to take care of. But when God takes care of something in one generation, it's for freedom in the next generation. You need to understand you have a responsibility in your generation to receive his mercy, praise God, so that you can distribute it to those that are coming behind you. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. God's mercy is for those that love him. God's mercy are for those that fear him. God's mercy are for those that need him, praise God. There's many stories in the Bible. Ask the ten lepers. Ask the lunatic and his son. Ask the woman that was, had a possessed, daughter possessed with demons. Ask the two blind men. They all did the same thing. They followed hard after Jesus. They cried to Jesus. They acknowledged who Jesus was. They asked for mercy. They believed in Jesus' ability to meet their needs. And according to their faith, Jesus performed a miracle. I saw this as a pattern in the New Testament. All these people did the same thing. They followed, physically followed, looking after Jesus. And then they cried out to him, Jesus, Rabbi, Savior. Even if they couldn't see him, they cried out to him, praise God. And then all of a sudden, that dam began to rumble. All the waters that behind that dam became the go. And they recognized faith in somebody that believed in him and he released the floodgates and saved them. He healed them. He performed miracles, praise God. Your miracles are right behind your cry. Take time and cry to the Lord, praise God. Don't be ashamed. It's the enemy that wants to make you shame for your sin. It's the enemy that wants to make you shame for how you messed up your family. It's the enemy. You can't stay there. You need a pick called mercy so that you can see that there's brand new opportunities. If my dad would have stopped our marriage, one, that men know Jonathan, Clarence, Hill, down in Norman pastoring, Jonathan in Northeast OKC pastoring, Andrew in California ministering, Teresa in Springfield ministering. There would have been none of that if he wouldn't accept it to pick, praise God. Will you accept the mercy that God has for you this morning so that you can distribute it to others? The Bible says in Matthew 5, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Amen. Mercy given. Mercy received, it should be mercy that's given. Amen. The world can't intellectually understand God's mercy. The world has to see God's mercy. That's why without going through scriptures, because I need to wrap up, you need to understand you have a burden and responsibility to be merciful to others. You might say, who do you want to be merciful to? Why would you be merciful to a crooked tax collector that's robbing people of money? Why would you be merciful to a prostitute that just earned her living for that day? That's who Jesus came and showed mercy to. And the only people that were messed up and upset were the religious. So I'm asking all the religious, you should have left already anyway. I'm talking to the people right now that can give mercy and not judge people by their past, but put some mercy filled glasses on and begin to see people the way Jesus sees them. Look at your movers list this week 
and begin to pray and act. Some people can't understand God's mercy, but they can feel it and touch it. They can understand when you relieve them and pay their electric bill because they were struggling. Do you understand what I'm saying? They can understand it when you physically come and sit to them and hold them because someone grieved. Amen. They can understand when you sit next to them and receive a prophetic word and speak that one word that breaks the dam of depression off their life. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, do you? You got to understand, body of Christ, get in your position so you can be containers and mercies of vessels. You don't want to be a dam that stops back God's mercy. You want to be the conduit and part of the turbine system that generates the power of mercy throughout this earth. Stand with me in Jesus' name. Father, we declare that we will be people of mercy. If that's you, just put one hand in the air and say, I will become a person of mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will become a person of mercy, God. I, right now, I just need right across the room, I just need repentance across this room right now for those that have not been walking in a merciful state. The first group are people that have never received his mercy. Today is your day to receive the love and mercy God has for you. There was a man called Jesus that died on the cross to forgive you for your sins, past, present, and future. He's wanted him to meet you today and tell you that I love you and that you're forgiven for sin. Hallelujah. If that's you, keep your hand in the air. Hallelujah. Say, Lord Jesus, I need your mercy. I've done a lot of things wrong. And I ask you now to come in my life and live and rule and reign in Jesus' name. And there's other people here you've been saved for quite some time, but you realize you are not dispensing what you have received. You're aware that you deserve punishment and sin, punishment and death from the sins you've committed, but you've never shown that mercy to anyone else. And today I want you to repeat this after me say, I, as a servant of Jesus Christ, will live like Jesus did and will show mercy on people that don't deserve it. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want you to sing and shout right now if you believe in God's mercy. Hallelujah. If mercy is something that you know you need, shout hallelujah. If mercy is something you know you're going to dispense, say, I got this. Hallelujah. God is good. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to have Andrew come out to close us out. But that is your charge this week, to go forth and grant mercy to someone or some entity that does not deserve it. Amen. 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 It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.